0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations, now covering The Emma Project by Sonali Dave. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez.
1: And I'm Jillian Davis. Keep up with us on TikTok, Instagram, and Patreon at The Pemberley, and you can email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another very exciting episode of The Pemberley Podcast. We are covering chapters 9 through 12 of The Emma Project by Sonali Dave. But before we go into these exciting chapters, we wanted to instead tell you a little bit about what we've been watching lately. I'm about two and a half episodes into the rehearsal. I really like it. It's so much. I feel like it's basically a show about overthinking. It takes it to a level that I never, ever could have conceived. What's it about? It's basically a docu-series featuring this comedian named Nathan Fielder, who got famous a couple years ago by having his own show, Nathan For You. And he basically plays this guy who helps people confront a question or a conundrum in their life by staging their life and then hiring actors so that they can play out every possible scenario of how this will work out. And the first episode seems to be the most standalone-esque because there's a guy who basically lied to his bar trivia group about having a master's degree. And he's like, it's time I come clean. It's been 12 years. And what's so hilarious and detail-oriented about it and so smart is that like it's the kind of thing that I think if you said it, people would be like, oh... All right, whatever. Like, no one cares. But it's not about that. It's about how important it is to this guy and how Nathan literally stages the bar that he plans to confront them casts someone to play who he thinks is going to be his most confrontational friend. And it's just, it goes, it's like Inception. It goes like 50 layers deep. It's like by anxious people for anxious people. I recommend it. What have you been watching, Yolanda?
0: I finished the latest season of Indian Matchmaking on Netflix, which centers around this matchmaker, Seema, who travels really anywhere for people who are willing to pay for her services. And we'll put together these profiles for everyone to look at potential matches. All her candidates have like these very specific things in this long list of things that they're looking for in a potential partner. And she's like, cool list, you'll get maybe 60% of that. And usually they're like, well, I feel like I deserve 90% of my list. So, you know, a lot of them either come to this reality check of, oh wait, this person doesn't fit everything on my list, but they're still great. And uh, you know, this process opened my eyes to something new or some of them will be like, no, my list is my list. And that's where I'm going to end up. And they may have differences with SEMA.
1: I'm really curious how long it takes because mm-hmm. truly, like, wherever there are Indian people in the world is where Sima Auntie will go. What if two people are really good for each other, but they live in different countries or live in different parts of the US, which is a huge country? Well, that's the big thing. Is like, she actually matched
0: someone, like, say, who lives in uh, on the East Coast, but the potential partner is on the West Coast. And it's up to them to decide, like, to at least have that first meeting and first date and decide from there, like, is this something you want to pursue? And maybe that's just at the point of their life where they're like, you know what? I've been living here. I don't need to live here. I can move wherever my partner is. So some of them do decide to do that. And I mean, the same thing happens with a lot of dating shows, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. They're never focus in on one city. Yeah, you're from this small farm town in Iowa and I'm from san diego will we come together and uproot our lives yes but then no (laughs)
1: yes and will it work with you dating eight other women right now and you're just (laughs) as into them we don't know
0: i think that's why love is blind has been semi-successful a little more successful because it is it is all based in the same city you are pulling from a a group of singles within the same community rather than plucking them from everywhere in any place.
1: That's pretty smart. Yeah. Previously on the Emma Project, Vaunch wants to pitch his homelessness project to Jiggy, but Nina does not want to lose her funding to yet another Rajay. So Vaunch thinks there's a way for both of them to have what they want, but Is he right or is he just overly optimistic?
0: So, chapter nine, we pick up at Jiggy's grand New Year Dandia party. Everyone is Dressed to impress, everyone is in their absolute best, best clothes. Vaughn just literally knocked off his feet when he sees Nina. Like, she is so beautiful. And Nina's like, who is this Disney prince who just walked in? Like, they are both in awe of each other. They've been friends for so long, they both don't want to cross a certain line. They are maintaining that line. So they both recognize that they're both beautiful and we're moving on.
1: You got to love Nina's mom, whose name we finally find out is Shondi. She's doing her mom thing again where she's like, "You look so beautiful. This is what you would have worn at your engagement yeah. party." And <laughs> I think uh, it's literally what like, she like literally like it was her engagement dress. And she's just like, "Oh, the things you could have had." Yeah. I had like married to dear career. And she's like, "Mom, shut up." I know. <laughs> Like, this
0: happens right in front of all the aunties, too, who come over and they're like, oh, look at how beautiful you look. And Shandi's like, yeah, she does look beautiful, doesn't she? And she's like, oh, no, my daughter isn't getting married. But, you know, they all have to move on. The interesting thing is Mina is wearing, like, this also beautiful traditional dress. So someone points out, oh, like, isn't that going to get passed off to your future daughter-in-law? And again, Shandi's, like, about to burst into tears and Nina's quickly, like, you know what? India's gonna look great in that. Let's move on. Let's keep going. Nina is still facing a lot of weird tension from all of Yash's sisters. We still have not really confronted all the horrible things that Nina did. We don't really hear about it again, and we're not in any of the Yash sisters' point of view. We don't hear. Yash is now like a background character. You know, he got his happily ever after. He got elected to governor of California. His story, you know, we're just going to see it in glimpses and pieces. Same with Rico and Ashna. We, I don't think we've really heard Ashna mentioned, but we know Rico is now working on another uh, political campaign. So he is kind of following that new path for himself. They're still not fans of Nina, so she's kind of in this weird state where she is always around Araje. <laughs> yeah, she
1: and just they, can't escape them. Yeah,
0: and they are not fans of her. But Vonch is like, yeah, Nina and I are working on a project together. And that kind of causes everyone to like stop and stare and be like, what are you doing? What's going on? Vaunch is a tad bit oblivious to the secret tension going on between all the women here and he's just like yeah everyone's it's a party right we're all having fun right no launch there is some real feelings happening right now
1: Emma in the book is like an only child and so she kind of doesn't need to appease anyone but I love that he's bringing only child energy absolutely when he's like actually the youngest of a million kids I mean it's not a million but like four kids and he's just like guys come on it's great like and, and because he's like you're right like he's kind of oblivious He's like not really like lived in one place for too long. And it wasn't a normal breakup between Nina and Yush. I think in an ideal breakup, you break up and then you pretend the other person died and you (laughs) never see them again. And not only does she have to see him and India together all the time, she has to see his mother and his sisters and the brothers-in-law and like the people and they're all at the same parties and they're all like circling the same planet and it's just awful and it's just it's not getting any easier for her I
0: mean the thing is for the past 10 years her life has been so woven in with the Rajas it is tough to untangle that overnight even if it happened in a really messy way it feels like if you put all a bunch of necklaces in the same like box and now you have to try to untangle all those necklaces it's like it's gonna take a while you can't untangle the
1: necklaces (laughs) just speaking from experience
0: those are just gonna be in that box and you'll put it away and then you'll move and it'll still be in that box and it's fine.
1: And it's like, the t- necklaces
0: are too valuable to
1: throw out. But
0: it's like, you can't wear them. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what Nina's facing. But since Jiggy is, this is his party, he goes up on stage and makes a big speech. He's like, we're here to celebrate. We're having a great time. And I want to recognize someone in particular, someone for the past 10 years who's been so great. And I mean, Vaunch is looking over at Nina like, He's going to shout you out. And Nina's like, "Ah, come on, you know, but no, Jiggy surprises all of us when he announces that Vonch is joining the company. Nina, like everything feels like it emotionally comes crashing down. She's already facing a lot of criticism from a lot of people. She's maybe having these feelings about Vonch, but she also is in conflict with him because she wants to keep her funding. And now Jiggy recognizes him in a bigger way than he ever did her. Yes, Vonch just tried to recognize Nina in the speech. Like, oh yes, and Nina is the one who's also doing a lot of great things. But the damage has been done. People are praising Vonch more than they have ever done to Nina.
1: She gets out of there quick. This, to me, emotionally, is like in The Devil Wears Prada when Miranda Priestley announces that the new editor-in-chief... Ugh of Paris runway is Jacqueline Follet and it's not gonna be who we all thought it was gonna be everyone's life is disrupted and we're like what just happened this was not the plan this is not what I knew to be true it's like a direct hit at Nina because it's like what is she even there for so we go into chapter 10 and Jiggy is just like actually the worst. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I now have it confirmed uh, in my own heart that he is our Elton because he was someone who like kind of showed interest in her and now, you know, it's like instead of romantic interest, it's like financial.
0: I'm still not convinced he's Elton, but we'll see how this plays out.
1: We're 10 chapters in, like yeah. we would have met him by now. I
0: want to see how Sid plays out because we haven't seen him again. Okay. So I'm I'm still waiting to see how he comes into play and and how that happens if he is serious about Isha or if he's just using the Rajes.
1: I hope that India's brother would not do such a thing. In chapter 10, Vanj runs after Nina, even though Jiggy is like, no, come on, we don't need her to have our meeting. And he's like, well, actually, what are you talking about? Because we don't need her. And he's like, I don't really want to have this meeting without her. But and so he's like, can we meet like another time, like at a real office? Like, can we actually like have a business meeting not at your New Year's party, where people come to party not to talk business? He just kind of drops this atomic bomb. He's never cared about Nina's work ever. And that our suspicions are confirmed he only was giving her this money because he thought it was going to belong to the First Lady of California.
0: He only cared about Nina because of the connection to the Rajes. And he's like, well, great. I have something even better than a connection. I have a Rajay. So I would rather invest in Vaunch and his idea and be connected to the Rajes rather than to one degree away from the Rajay. So he even says like, look at how she couldn't hold on to Yush. Like she, does, she can't really do it all. Jiggy is awful. Can I
1: just also say, I think that that is some patriarchal BS to yeah. have this mindset that like, men just want to wander around and it's like a woman's job to like hold his interest and like hold right. him into a relationship. And that if they break up, It's like on her for not being enough for him. I hate it, and it's gross, and I just want everyone to know screw him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, Vonch during all this it has been texting, calling, trying to find Nina, and she cannot be found. So he's kind of forced to have this meeting without her, but he's also trying to salvage any kind of funding for her still. He's like, no, wait, but the funds have been earmarked for her. So they're her funds. But Jiggy's like, yeah, but it's my money. I can do whatever I want with my money. Like she works for me. I control everything. It's really tough when he's trying to save like both of their projects in a way. But Jiggy's like, no, no, no. The priority is you. You, Araje. Nina can have whatever's left over. But as we've learned through Nina, like she needs all of that money to maintain all her operations. And it's not just something that like, oh, now we're going to reduce. Like they're maintaining so many young women. They would then have to like, I don't know, like close some centers or, or have to reduce the amount of people that they're helping. And that's life changing for them. So Jiggy is someone who only sees the number numbers and doesn't see the people. I think that Vaughn is starting to see that, but not completely yet. I think he still has his sights on his homelessness project. So he's like, how do I just make both of these things happen? He doesn't yeah. see the people. He sees the allure of the project.
1: I mean, to me, this is just like a much bigger version of I no longer want to take Emily to Paris. It's <laughs> you I want. Yes. And she's like, oh, come on. You can't do that to Emily. But like, I want to go to Paris, you yeah. know, Double Wears Prada reference yes. for all of you out there who don't know I feel like he's doing a sort of not like half-hearted but he's doing like an okay job of what Nina wanted him to say at the first party of this book where Jiggy's like what if I gave you some of uh, Nina's money and he's like that would be great oh my gosh and Nina's like you should have squashed it then yeah and he didn't and now it's happening for real where he's like Bro to bro. I don't like Nina's projects. I've never really cared. You're a sexy cause. The Rajes are what I want to work with. Jiggy is exposing himself as the actual worst.
0: And the thing is, like, Nina knows who he is. Like, she's very well yeah. aware. Like, these are his real intentions. This is like kind of like the game I have to play along with in order to get what I want. But this is all very much news to Vaunch. And he's like, oh, this is who you really are.
1: She's And he's like, oh, I guess Nina was right. Like, he really yeah. did care about the Rajay name yeah. more than, like, me.
0: Then Jiggy is like, oh, I want to go dance. This is my song. And so then he, like, calls Vonch over and they kind of... Vonch puts all his frustration into dancing and so...
1: Now this needs to be a movie because I I want... Like, this is literally the Bollywood version of Emma. Very elaborate and beautiful Indian clothing and I would die to see it on screen.
0: I know. Vonge finally finds a very drunk Nina who is trying to fend off some random Scottish guy and who else comes to the rescue but sid he is very handsome and vaunch is immediately like who's this guy with a ponytail and everything and so but sid is very charming he immediately introduces himself he's like oh yeah i'm india's brother i like he doesn't really say it like this but he's like i know exactly who you are vaunch
1: you know who he is in this story he's our frank churchill
0: Oh. I know I
1: mean like it's they have so much in common, so they should be perfect for each other. Yeah. But he was engaged to Jane Fairfax the whole time. With Isha, maybe with Isha. There's, some,
0: there's something going on there. That's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. We have so he's not our Elton, he's our, our Frank Frank Churchill. Churchill. So Vaughn immediately gets tricked
0: into <laughs> into having a meeting with Sid and he's like, Oh yeah, since I'll be at the house we might as well meet and he's like, Yeah, yeah, man, sure. Like you're gonna be there But then once Sid leaves, Nina's like, you dummy, you realize within seconds of meeting you, he already charmed you, you agreed to a meeting with him or he got invited to your house. You don't see the things that I see. Nina's very drunk. She feels awful. But Vaunch is with her and helps her at her lowest point. Helps her to get home, which leads us into chapter 11.
1: In front of a hot guy, too. Yes. Like, I would die.
0: Nina, thankfully, probably has no memory of this night. So yes. she's just doing her. She's doing her best. She's, like, saying all her thoughts out loud, which
1: is never a great thing. She's Um, normally a very composed person. Like normally she keeps her sass to herself and her thoughts to herself. And we have Nina unfiltered. Yes. And that's deadly. She
0: starts hanging all over Vonch literally for stability. But then she's like, oh, oh, who's Vonch? (laughs) Muscles. Like, ooh, do you work out? But there was this one line that stood out to me. Um, She says it had been years, years since she touched anyone like this. All Yush had ever done was pull away. That's emotionally tough for her.
1: We haven't seen it from her side because we know from In Sense and Sensibility that Yush, one of the reasons why this arrangement was so appealing to him is like he had a lot to figure out in his comfort, like his sexuality, and dating, and self-esteem. Like yeah. he just didn't want to date. He didn't want to put himself out there. And so one of the great things to him about being in this relationship with Nina is that she didn't have to consummate their relationship. But it sounds like she would have liked that. I think they neither of them wanted to like get caught cheating on the other person, even if it would have been like fine between them. It sounds like she just wasn't with anyone else. She didn't physically or emotionally connect with anyone for 10 years of her life. That's hard. That's rough.
0: I feel like maybe like she saw the potential of yes Yasha and I could be something if we both wanted to go there. But if Yush was always the one who was like, they were, maybe they were holding hands in front of others and then like he pulled his hand away first and that sort of thing. Like that's all she's known too is like just someone who is present, but then pulls away. And so emotionally she's like, oh, who is this guy who is here and he's not pulling away. He's actually getting closer to me too. So it is very appealing to her to be close to Vonch. But
1: Do you want to tell the people about the thigh incident to I you mean. Them? there's a
0: thigh incident where her thigh is between his legs. And I think the moment gets away from Nina, but then Vonch, I think Vonch is a little more conscious of what's going on.
1: Well, he's sober.
0: Yes. (laughs) I don't think he's had as much to drink. Nina's pretty gone right now, but Nina lets the moment get to her and she, their clothes are on, but it gets very intimate very quickly. And I think Vonch is like seeing Nina in a really new light where he's like, Whoa, I've never seen her this free and this open open and this vulnerable really but also he's like I don't want to lose our friendship and so that's also a conflicting thing where they've never seen each other in this romantic light and I think they still don't they're not letting themselves cross that line again. But it is a new step in their relationship. Whether or not Nina is going to remember it is to be determined because when we go into chapter 12, we just see Vaughn's perspective and he is just thinking about the thigh incident. He's like what's going on? Like what yeah. are these thoughts? What are these feelings I'm having? The main reason why he also doesn't want to pursue it is like he thinks Nina is not interested in a relationship at all. So he's like there's no chance. Like why am I even going to pursue something when there's no chance so he's kind of still recovering and from the night before and having all these thoughts when who else but Sid shows up to the house and is like hey man here for the meeting we <laughs> talked about. We're going from a casual mention at a party about a meeting to a
1: real life meeting with no confirmation, no follow up. I don't think Sid is really here for Vonch. I think Sid is here for Isha.
0: I'm still curious to see if there are other intentions here besides Isha, because it feels like he was trying to sneak in before without mm. knowing Isha. So, mm-hmm. um, and then he like says the thing where he's like, "Oh, I'm just you know so awful at texting and calling, so that's why I just showed up."
1: Okay. It's 2022. I don't understand that.
0: But Vonch does invite him to dinner at another day. He's like, I will let you know the day and time I'll call you. (laughs) So we'll see what's gonna happen. And then Sid sees like something about a bird and hatchlings and he's like, oh yes, I'll go follow the bird. And maybe the bird is what leads him to Isha. Because Vonch is like, who's that interested about birds? The last time he found a bird, he found Isha. So maybe that's what he's looking for. Maybe he he has good intentions.
1: I do think in in true Sonali fashion, it's gonna be very complex because Frank Churchill like he was kind of unlikable because his intentions towards Emma were dishonest but his intentions towards Jane Fairfax were honest and it's like he was put in this position where he was told he had to marry a woman of wealth in order to inherit his fortune from his aunt because he's her heir so he stretches he sees how long he can play this game while secretly engaged to Jane Fairfax and like He was technically true to her the entire time, but, you know, he was definitely doing this to protect his fortune and their future together. So, you know, we'll see how this plays out. I feel like you can't not be true to Isha. Like, you can't do that.
0: I know this was about Nina describing her mother. She was like, it's like she's a puppy and you would never kick a puppy. I feel like that's the same thing with Isha. Like, she is like this little puppy and you would never try to hurt a puppy. So if anyone does try to hurt Isha, everyone's going to go immediately against them. So hopefully, again, Sid has good intentions and and things play out in a good way. Tune in next week where we'll be diving into chapters 13 through 16 of The Emma Project. In the meantime, you can keep up with us on social media at The Pemberley, and you can email us with any questions at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com